You're listening to Perth Live with Oliver Peterson. Call now and have your say on one double three eight eighty two. It is 11 after 5. What would you be willing to forego if you're a tenant or you're trying to get into the rental market just so you can put a roof over your head? Uh, you may have read this in the paper, but some people are prepared at the moment to now go without air conditioning systems working over the summer. Even if there's a problem, say, with rats or mice, they'll just look the other way just so they can get themselves a roof over their head. Uh, new research has been commissioned by the Make Renting Better campaign showing that the WA right now has a, has a very low vacancy rate of just 0.7%. Alice Pennycott is a tenancy lawyer at Circle Green Community Legal Group, and she joins me on Perth Live. Alice, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Ali. So some people are willing to go without a proper air conditioning system working. As I said, there might be rats or mice or there might be termite issues just so they can secure a rental and not rock the boat? Yeah, unfortunately, um, that's the that's the reality for people at the moment, both in terms of people looking for properties, and, and we've all seen the footage and the photos of lines kind of down the street for, um, you know, one property that's available. So people are, you know, happy to take it if it means, if it means um, you know, a roof over their head and for their family. Um, but also uh, more relevantly, and I think a little bit more hidden, are the people that are currently in, in properties where they're feeling just how insecure that tenure is um, and just, you know, just how easy it is for the landlord to kick them out and for them to be one of those people lining up um, at a new inspection. Uh, and so they're, you know, keeping quiet about some pretty serious safety and health sort of concerns mm. in terms of repairs and things like that. What, um, are, what are some of the worst safety and health concerns you've heard about, Alice? So definitely some of the, the more serious stuff is in terms of when we're looking at kind of structural issues. Yeah. Um, so, you know, concerns around ceilings kind of sagging or bowing or flooring even, you know, being a little bit precarious. Um, and one of the really big things that um, that we hear a lot about is mould. Um, and we know that mould can have a really serious impact on people's health in the short term, but also in the long term. Uh, and people might not know just how much of an effect it's actually having um, until later, potentially. Um, and that's one that comes up a lot, particularly when we're coming out of, you know, pretty wet winter. Um and certainly where we've got a lot of properties that maybe haven't had any kind of substantive maintenance in a, in a really long time. Isn't this a landlord's responsibility though, Alice? If you bring it to their attention and say, hey, this isn't safe, this isn't secure, I'm, I'm worried about it, don't they have to fix it? Yeah, absolutely. So tenants currently have the, the right under the legislation that they can and should report a repair, should be able to report a repair to their landlord and, and have the assurance that it's going to be fixed within a reasonable amount of time. The reality is at the moment that people aren't even willing to do that. Right. Um, they're too scared to bring it to their landlord's attention because they are scared that, that that might prompt the landlord to end their agreement once it comes up to its expiry or um, anything like that. Uh, and also in some cases because they've actually been told outright by by their agent or by their landlord that if they keep causing a fuss, they're just going to you know kick them out and find someone that's easier to deal with. Really? That, that's the, the extent that some people will go to? Because if we were in a normal rental market, you'd say, well, you know, stuff you, mate. I'm going to move somewhere else and you can deal with the fact you won't have a tenant. But because we're at such a low rental tenancy rate at the moment, Alice, you, you've got very few options. Yeah, unfortunately. And look, I think it's definitely worth saying there's still, you know, heaps of landlords that are willing to do the right thing and are um, keeping their properties maintained and, and not kind of holding this over tenants' heads. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a few that are sort of, looking at the market currently and thinking, well, 
you know, I'd be able to get somebody in here in a pretty short turnaround and potentially paying more than what, what this tenant's paying now. And so they're willing to kind of use that to avoid having to, having to do any maintenance at all. So as part of the wider scope at the moment, which the state government's looking at changing the Rental Tenancies Act, could there be a, a shift in that relationship at the moment if, say, said tenant was to turn around to the landlord and say, hey, listen, this isn't up to scratch, it's not good enough? Might there be a shift in, in the relationship at the moment, in the power in that relationship if they made that sort of a complaint? Yeah, that's what we're hoping. So because because landlords can you know, kick out tenants without having to give a reason at the moment, um, that kind of instability is, is what's causing people to you know, not speak up about these issues. So if we take that away and we say for a landlord to terminate for any reason that they need to, so if the tenant's not paying rent, they can terminate for that. If they need to move back into the property, they can terminate for that. If they want to sell the property, they can terminate for that. But taking away the sort of lack of transparency that comes with doing it without any reason, then people at least have certainty that they can bring up an issue, um, you know, a repair that's not being addressed and, and kind of take action on that, um, you know, if it continues not to be addressed um, without sort of then waiting to see if they might get this without grounds termination notice because if they receive a termination notice for some other reason mm. then at least they know that that's not directly in response to them or you know potentially could be directly in response to them having raised that that issue so it might keep the landlord a bit more responsible here alice well that's what we're hoping it just creates a lot more transparency for people and it means that there is you know a bit of a um, a rebalancing of, of that power between the parties um, and just makes things a little bit more consistent um, so that people aren't sort of subject to you know, varying levels of security and varying um, yeah, results in their agreements. How much notice do you need to give a tenant if you're deciding that you're going to go in another direction or like you said, you might be moving back in or you're going to, you want to end the agreement that you have in place? To do it without grounds at the moment, um, at the end of a twelve, you know, a twelve-month agreement or a six-month agreement or any fixed agreement, um, it's thirty days' notice, right. um, and without grounds on a periodic lease, so that's kind of your rolling month-to-month agreement. Um, it's sixty days' notice. Mm-hmm. Um, so neither of those periods, and certainly not a thirty-day notice, is, is really sufficient at the moment uh, in the current market, um, and even sixty days really isn't isn't sufficient. Um, but it's not so much about the length of the notice, it's more about the ability to be able to do it quite arbitrarily um, that causes people so much so much fear and insecurity. I'm sure it does. On, on the length question though, what would you change that to? 30 days if you've got a, say, 12-month lease, I think you said 60 days if it's a month by month, what, what should we change that to? Look, it's hard to it's hard to sort of just pop a figure on it. I think it definitely needs to be more, and we're seeing that in the current market, that 30 days and even 60 days just isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Looking at um, increasing it to you know 90 days or 180 days or something like that would certainly alleviate some of that tension mm. for people. But ultimately, it's still you know having more time when the inevitability for you is homelessness because you just can't secure alternative accommodation that's appropriate for what you need. Um, doesn't actually yeah it doesn't give people any more security in terms of speaking up for those rights or you know raising right. maintenance issues with landlords or things like that. Before I let you go, Alice, here's a question from Rob. He says, do you really believe all or even anything of what you're saying, Alice? Because there's got to be very few landlords who act like this. Is Rob right? Is this just a small minority of landlords, Alice, or is it becoming more and more of an issue? Uh, look, I definitely would say it's it's not. It's certainly not the majority. There's you know, many, many great landlords out there that, that are doing the right thing and they're happy to um, have a tenant in their house that pays their rent, and, and that's absolutely true. Um, and 
you know, even according to um, assertions from Rewa and from um, property investors, that they don't use no grounds evictions particularly often. Mm. And I think, in fact, it's you know really infrequent. They would assert that they're even used. But the fact is that we've got then something that they're conceding they're rarely going to use, um, and yet we've got 100% of tenants who are have that insecurity um, the whole time. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not so much that I think all landlords are, are demons, you know, far from it. In fact, of course. Um, but it's you know, it's all tenants um, that are that have that insecurity, and, and all tenants, you know, whether they're currently scared to speak up for their rights or whether they might be at some point in the future, um, that's the reality. And that's one third of WA. That's one third of our population. So that's a significant percentage of of people who have that uncertainty now or sometime in the future just so that landlords have an option that, that they concede they use really infrequently. Alice, thanks for your time today. No problem. Thanks, Ollie. Tenancy Lawyer Circle Green Community Legal Group, Alice Pennycott. You tell me, if, if you are a tenant, are, are you scared to speak up about your rights? Are you worried about turning around to the property manager or the landlord to say, uh, there's some mould here or the air conditioning system doesn't work or there's there's some problems with the place. Uh, because when that rental agreement needs to be renegotiated, they're just going to say, stuff you, mate. We're going to get somebody else in here. I mean, Atlas does admit it is just a small proportion of landlords that are unreasonable like this. But tenants really came to hear whether you are scared to speak up at the moment about your rights because it's such a tight rental market. And on the other hand, if you are a landlord, and you've got a tenant who's got a problem, will you just turn around and fix it? Will you listen to the fact that, yep, the air conditioning system's broken or we need to do some work here, now that tap's leaking, let's fix it as soon as possible. One double three eight eighty two. love to hear from you this afternoon. I think it's very interesting the way that this is going to go and we're expecting to hear more from the Commerce Minister, uh, Sue Ellery, in the coming months about proposed changes to the rental tenancy laws. It's 21 after 5.